Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, which features the open-minded musings. Open-ended. Open-ended. I almost screwed that up. Yeah, It's okay. You you want to start again, Bill? You want to try again? I'm going to keep going. These musings are open-minded, and they come from the heads and the bodies of two mid-40s curmudgeons, who both of them staring staring down the prospect of entertainment relevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which is a fish and chip restaurant set in Brighton, England. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. I am Noah Tarno, founder and senior quiz master of something that actually does exist, the big <laughs> quiz thing, uh, America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia events. Bill, I there's a running joke in the show where every week you say you're of American Caesar Enterprises and you make up some new bullshit thing that you don't really do. Yes. But when anyone really asks you, what do you, I mean, I think about what you do and you just do like random film projects. I mean, how would you describe, seriously, don't fuck around here. This Uh, is important. This is what matters in the world. This is what people care about, yeah. How would you describe American, what do you do for a living? That's that's an excellent question. I kind of do whatever catches my fancy. I'm I'm comfortable enough so I have the freedom to be able to um, do projects on the arm or things that just interest me, which is why my, my video series, my essay series has taken up Believe it or not, uh, I have such poor work habits that doing 10 episodes, 10 10 minute long episodes of a video essay series takes up the good part of my year just because it's such agony to write the thing out and to do a script and to edit it together. It's really time consuming and, and I tinker with it. I do work for you for the big quiz thing as an entity. I do uh, work for other people. If they come and ask me for things, whether Photoshop's or, video, you know, it's just people who can't do these things for themselves. Uh, and I, as I mentioned to you uh, off the air before, American Caesar Enterprises is the thing that I'm staying in the Netherlands for that's the company that i have incorporated here and me and my right. wife are both the shareholders and the lead employees you know we're both founders of it so it means something in the netherlands even if it's not actually a uh, uh, handling business it is the poli- the financial instrument by which i'm able to stay in the country well i'm glad you got to share that my friend yeah and, and you you maybe pull back the curtain let everybody into my private business they all have seen my dirty laundry now so now very dirty and you're the true victim Speaking of pulling back the curtain, Noah, and, and pulling back the curtain, the, seeing the, the man behind the curtain. Yeah, the, the the twisted, you know, gnarled, dried figure, the bitter center of it all. Who are we talking about this week as a topic? Uh, we are talking about the second most followed person on TikTok. TikTok, of course, best known as a topic of an earlier episode of I Don't Get It. Uh, I stumbled upon, well, we we independently stumbled upon this, didn't we? I love when that happens. Yeah, it's just serendipity. It's I, really I weird. I love it. Uh, so he's the second most followed person on TikTok. And I was I was exploring TikTok uh, for uh, researching a quiz that my company's doing for a bunch of uh, fifth graders and being told they're obsessed with TikTok. And, you know, most of the most followed people on TikTok are like teen girls or girls in their 20s who just kind of dance and lip sync. And some of them are talented and some aren't, but really to an old man like me it all looks to be the same but this person is number two currently in the tiktok charts and he is quite different he's a young man named zachary michael king aka zach king. zach i said in my head yeah zach that's king. an old joke yeah and uh he's a native of portland oregon 30 years old father of two married family man and he does what uh, he has described and i think rather accurately as digital 
sleight of hand. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess I told you, Bill, you could do the intro, but I seem to be running with it. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll fill in the blanks. Yeah, uh, sure. He emerged about eight or nine years ago. He won some contest for like making short videos. And he basically does these little videos that are, some describe them as magic tricks, but he's not doing card tricks. He just does like little kind of film tricks, like where uh, things aren't quite what they seem. You know, he'll, one of his, one of his cohorts will be ordering coffee uh, on an iPad and the person in the iPad, the barista is Zach King and he hands the cup of coffee through the iPad. Or um, he does these fun little things where he's doing things themed about the quarantine now where he sees on a Zoom call and his image keeps buffering, but it turns out he just, he's printed out an image of himself with a circle around it and he's so he can still sleep more. These little tricks that you're like, how did he do that? And he uses mainly Final Cut Pro. He started... Uh, his his web presence was known as Final Cut Pro King, I believe. You know, yeah. his last name being King. Or Final Cut King, I think. Final Cut Final King. Final Cut is King. A, yeah. And, you know, so I'm just doing the broad strokes here. But, Bill, can you can you fill in more of the nitty-gritty about how this guy rose to prominence and what he's all about? Because I'm very curious of your opinion of this, this character. Sure. Well, um, yeah, like you said, he's not the typical TikTok guy. And again, I think both of you have maybe done more research into TikTok, but I wouldn't say that either of us watch TikTok as an entertainment source. We're aware of it because we did an episode of the show. And I have no doubt that TikTok comes up as if you're doing birthdays and bar mitzvahs and mitzvahs of all sorts, uh, kids uh, love this shit. So this guy, I would say, is at least a decade older than your average top tier person on TikTok. They tend to be 20, not 30, and they're certainly not a father of two. Um, so, yeah, he was a guy who st- he I think he got a laptop or an iMac and a copy of Final Cut, taught himself this stuff. And he seems like a clever guy. Like he not only does he uh, understand filmmaking, but he kind of became a little bit of a technical um what's it called like a polymath when it came to doing editing so he taught himself uh final cut notice that at the time there wasn't a shit ton of um learning materials online there's there's since there are there's many many now but i think when he started this he couldn't really find a lot of like youtube tutorials so he took to teaching people he was instructing people on how to use final cut and i mean i i you know i did hours and hours and hours of final cut instruction asked what i learned how to cut on in the first place before i switched over to premiere pro so it's a very useful useful piece of software very powerful and again it tells me that if he's the kind of guy who learned a pedagogy of teaching it to other people he's not just a fool he's not just someone who stumbled into this stuff ass backwards he kind of understands the code the the fine print of not just filmmaking but editing uh, apparently got very good at it. And yes, like Noah says, his videos, somewhere between David Copperfield and Buster Keaton, everything is <laughs> everything is super short. Um, they are stunts or gags, as, <clears throat> as they used to call them back in the day. Make them ups is, is something you often say, make them ups. I say funny make them ups too. So this guy was on, he gets on camera and he started out in real life. I think he would tag around with either his father or his grandfather doing close-up magic. You know, that's that thing where you're picking cards, you're tearing a dollar in half and, you know, you're putting it back together again or you're making little balls disappear by, you know, switching your hands back and forth. All that sleight of hand, that stuff. So what he's doing is, is a ramped up 21st century version of that with the healthy addition of a lot of video after effects. But I think it's, it's still the same idea that it's a trick. Like Noah said it perfectly. You said, uh, you wonder how did he do that? 
And I think that every magician wants you to always wonder, uh, on, on Arrested Development, they called them howdy doodats. That's what uh, Joe Bluth called the people who wondered, how did, how did he make these magic tricks? They were howdy doodats. Um, and so it's this, not a trick. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's an allusion to something else, to a larger story. Yes. So um, that's what this guy is. I mean, it's it, as, a, as an art form, a lot of people on TikTok just mouth the lyrics. They, I mean, it, it obviously they put a lot of time and, and energy into recreating um, edit-heavy special effects where they're lip-syncing other people's songs with a lot of dancing and cuts and video effects. But you're essentially performing someone else's song. Here's one of these guys that is creating another form of art in a short form. A lot of his stunts on uh, TikTok are only a couple of seconds long. You know, maybe they're 20 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's hours and hours and hours of planning and editing to yeah. just build that 20 seconds. I, I read he said he films for about four hours and he edits for about 48 hours each video. Yeah. That- and he, he manages to get a new video every week. So... Uh, there's work put into this. One thing we forgot to add is the first video that really shot him into the stratosphere, and I believe that was on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's also has a huge presence on YouTube and Instagram, was something called Jedi Kittens. Jedi right? Kittens. Yeah. And it's less than a minute, and it's a bunch of kittens fighting with lightsabers. And then he did a sequel, and Jedi Kittens Strike Back, or whatever. And I will say that that really, it's very different from this other stuff. I mean, the digital trickery in that is just your kind of standard special effects stuff. There's not how did he do that. How did he do that? He used a fucking computer. Um, But (laughs) uh, you could say that's cynical. Oh, what do people like on the internet? Cats and Star Wars. But, you know, it's under a minute. If you like cats, if you like Star Wars, I like both. It's fine. And it's over. It's done. And it's over. So you got to give him, you know, it's smart. Like, he delivered what people want. He doesn't belabor it. So the so, split you're talking um, about editing is interesting because it, it makes me think of last week's topic, Emma Chamberlain, where she yeah. also got into doing her vlogging. And neither of us loved her her vlogging, but it sounds like her work ethic was solid in terms of that. The, anyone who spends that much time in relation to editing to filming, you, I think they've stumbled upon a golden mean. I know how long it takes to edit a decent project. That's, that is as many man hours as you should put into it to make something great. And I think this guy, Zach, does it. And I think Emma, Emma Chamberlain was also putting in the amount of elbow grease that it took to create exactly what she wanted to author her art exactly as to her specifications so um i mean we're, we're talking about a lot of thought and a lot of preparation into something that is very short and small and bite-sized and kind of ephemeral um but i, I mean i let me let me say that i think that this guy's stuff is clever um, I mean, I love sleight of hand and I love that kind of trickery as much as the next guy, which is to say after about five minutes, I'm going to move on to something that is different. I, I appreciate how much skill it takes to do this. And it's, it's obvious that this guy does no card tricks. This guy, his mind is almost like a puzzle solver's, um, you know, aesthetic. He, he looks at the world and either thinks about building a puzzle or solving one. And that's, that's neat. I mean, I, I appreciate that that's the way he sees the world. And his videos, he's got a billion of these damn things, right? And to a certain degree, it's like after watching, I'd say, about 35 minutes of 20 se- 25 second long videos, it was it was kind of reductive after a while. Um, it was a little bit repetitive. If you had these as, as a, as a uh, you know, a drumbeat of one a day, 
like I do the stupid Cobra Commander thing. Great. I could not read a million Cobra Commanders that I myself do. That's just not interesting. It's to gorge on a single meme and a huge pile of them. They don't necessarily work. So this might not have been the best way to take in that art. But I mean, it's clever. It's a diversion. Uh, and he seems really good at it. Um, I don't think it's the deepest thing in the world. And we could talk about how the... Um, it's it's not just the preference or the defaulting of the attention span to shorter things. It's the sort of uh, galloping Custer stampede towards that goal. You know, where we are literally breaking up longer form entertainment with a, a, you know voracious rapidity. We are looking to make things that are non-narrative. And I mean, this guy isn't destroying entertainment, but he's you know he's he's feeding into the idea that things don't need to be any longer than 25 seconds and there doesn't need to be character development there just needs to be likability he, he's not a remarkable figure you know it's funny he's he's half chinese i believe yeah, yeah. half a quarter nicaraguan a quarter something else i mean he's he reminded me of markiplier a youtuber we looked at before who's also half asian yes you know he's of a type of a certain guy mm -hmm. so yeah he, he's not the most memorable character in the world but i'll get into that continue no i mean i i think that's it i i don't have um i, I can't for something so nice you know nice and, and simple um it, it doesn't for me invite a lot he himself doesn't invite a lot of deep analysis because I no think he, he does i think he's repeating the same gag over and over again and I, I mean as we've learned on the show that's kind of all it takes to become a huge tycoon if you can re keep repeating thrashing the same gag out all over again you can do the same 20 seconds that people like people will apparently go for that same 20 seconds with very little uh moderation or or, or very little alteration from 20 second span to 20 second span so uh you know i mean i the, this is the other, you know we keep talking about the Los Angelification of of YouTube as well, <laughs> where so many of the people who come from YouTube and Instagram and uh, TikTok all live in the same forty square mile you know like I, not since the dawn of Hollywood where they were radiating that idea of of uh, you know sunsets and uh, golden sunsets and the Hollywood sign and palm trees and all that shit has entertainment really shown you Los Angeles as the center where all of your fake friends live all your digital friends your surrogates all live in one place they all bump off of each other they all drive around the same landmarks they go to Randy's Donuts etc etc and um, you know that that backwards ball cap flip-flop lifestyle you know where people run around in a driveway wearing shorts all day it just seems like california is this this readout this bastion of people who are all just bumming around making viral videos you know you almost get the impression that is just the leisure class everyone you go from house to house from silver lake all the way to culver city and it's just filled with youtubers and influencers the way the way these videos all kind of use the landscape last week we talked about emma chamberlain and i think i said of all the new social media stars we've looked at uh, your Mr. Beasts, your Belle Delphines, your Markipliers, etc. I thought Emma Chamberlain was the best of them yeah. in that she actually seems to have star power and is likable and is entertaining and seems to be putting some thought and effort into things. I think Zach King blows her away. Okay. I think I think Zach King is on another level of these people. Um, you said uh, it's the same thing over and over again. I disagree. I think he is very clever. And I do not see this. I mean, you're you're an editor. I'm not. I do not see the seams in his work at all. Maybe if I watched a video 30 times, 
to carefully look for it, I'd see it more. But looking at a video twice, three times, I don't see the seams at all. And he doesn't reveal his tricks too, by the way. No. Well, he does sometimes. There's a couple of videos. He's like, yeah, let me show you how I did this. Yeah. Um, he is... I, I mean, it's stunning because people... I, I, we talk about this. We talk to other adults and like, my kids love these YouTube people. I don't see the appeal of it. And we say, well, the appeal is kind of just like they're your friends. Like, this isn't... This isn't what would pass for professional entertainment years ago. It would pass for, like, a friend being amusing at a dinner party. No. Zach King, with an asterisk, would pass for real entertainment. These are extremely well-made videos. You say it's the same thing over and over again. I disagree. It's pretty much every time it's... You know, there are a few variants on a theme. He does optical illusions. He does... You know, we're, we're bringing the digital world into real life. He's like, hey, here's how to like your own video. He's wearing goggles. He smashes through a glass thing, reaches forward, and hits the like button with his hand. You know, that's a theme. I talked about the one where he he manually imitates uh, the video buffering. That's a theme. Or, or like he wakes up in the morning and you see that alarm, iPhone alarm thing, and he breaks it up because it's a piece of cardboard. So there are a few themes, but every time there's a clever idea. I mean, these are... You said clever. I think that almost understates it. I think this guy is really coming up with new, original, fresh ideas. Um, I think he's extremely talented. And I find these very entertaining. And while I was entertained watching them 10 minutes at a time, I definitely see how it's even more of a utility if you watch, you know, each new 30-second one once a week, right? That would be that would uh, the optimal way to do this, I would say, right. would probably be that way. This, this should have been Quibi. Quibi should have just been this guy. <laughs> um, I, I will give this asterisk, though. One difference he has with old entertainment is he himself does not seem ready for prime time. I mean, we've talked about these people. Like, the difference with Emma Chamberlain is Emma Chamberlain actually seemed to have star power, whereas Mr. Beast does not, whereas Markiplier does not. None of these people seem like professional entertainers. And and he, in and of himself, as a persona, doesn't seem to have that. He seems like the nice guy at the dinner party. He's got, he's the difference got, he's is, got older brother energy. I, I'll give you that. Right. The difference is his product is far and away much better. We haven't sure. talked about this in the show, but one uh, YouTube phenomenon that I've looked at a few times for quizzes is uh, Dude Perfect. Do you know about Dude Perfect? No, I don't think I do, actually. Please tell us. Dude, Dude Perfect is a group of, like, four meathead guys from somewhere, and they just do stunts where, like, they'll, they'll throw a basketball and it'll bounce off ten things and land in something. It's not my cup of tea. It's a little too sportsy for me, but... There's definitely craft and talent behind it, but they are the most off. They're not the most off-putting meatheads. They're not screaming, you know, show us your tits or anything. But they're just—they're not my kind of guy. Zach King isn't really my kind of guy, but he's more my kind of guy than the dude perfect guys are. So I think that is definitely different from old entertainment. I feel like you know, in old entertainment, they—he'd be the behind-the-scenes guy. He'd be putting stuff together, and then he'd have your Carson Daly type as the front man, right? Mm-hmm. But he's doing it himself. And that one thought I had when first looking at it, and I, I, I don't think this is true, is I said he's the Beatles of social media, which sounds a lot more pra- you know, more praise than I intend. But the idea is the Beatles, it used to be you had your songwriters and then you had the face of it and, and never the twain shall meet. But the Beatles were like writing their own music. And while he's certainly not the first person to create his own stuff, because the whole point is, is of most social media stars is they create their own stuff. But it's professional quality entertainment, 
and he's the face of it. So this next illusion, I'm gonna show you how to make a floating levitating chair. And this is the perfect time to tell you about our sponsor, Ashley Home Store. Thank you for powering the magic in this video. Noatano, tell me why this guy's popular today. Well, I think he is not only talented, not only, you know, while I don't think he has a ready for primetime persona, he's very likable. And as I mentioned, Jedi Kittens, like that was, that was some, I don't wanna say genius because that term's overused, but like, all right, what do people like on the internet? Great. You know, short of porn, I think kittens and Star Wars are the number one and number two things. Yeah, that's a lot, of, a lot so, of searchable metadata there. Right. I'm I'm looking for kitten porn, kitten Star Wars porn. It's got a, <laughs> rule, what is it, Rule 32? Is that what it's called, 32? Something like that, yeah. If it exists, there's porn for it. So, um, you know, very savvy, right? He, he, knows, he knows the levers. And... Um, you know, while I think there's quality here, he knows, as you say, he knows his format. He knows his medium. These things are perfectly attuned to 30 seconds, perfectly attuned to TikTok in that my sisters asked me the other day, like, what's the difference with TikTok? And I said, well, the videos loop. She's like, what do you mean they loop? Like you watch one video and then another video. I'm like, no, each video loops. She's like, well, what difference does that make? I'm like, I don't know, but it must make some difference. Sure. And I think these are perfect for that. Because you see it, like, whoa, what did I just see? Let me see that again. Boom, it's back there instantly. It's a, right, a, a, I... a multi-scene multi audio GIF, if you think about it. Right. We're already familiar with exactly. that form. So I want to I look at it again and see if I can see the seams in it. No, I can't. Or, oh, I think I saw something. Let me look at it again. So the fact that TikTok is, seems to be his number one um, uh, platform makes sense because you watch the 30-second thing and it immediately starts again and immediately starts again and immediately starts again. And, of course, the bite-sized nature of it. I mean, I love it. You know, one of our complaints about these morons like Markiplier is that <laughs> do I really morons. want to sit there <laughs> sit there for an hour and watch him, you know, oh, yell at his friends while he plays a video game? Like, I still don't understand why people like that. Uh, but this is, he's in and out, man, in and out. And, yeah, man, he's he knows his format. He yeah, you knows don't, you don't, his platform. You don't it's have the full really the impressive. False. You don't have the false intimacy of the hang uh, that you do with Markiplier. And for the record, I, I, you know, Markiplier was just fine. I've never revisited it, but uh, you know, he, he's offering a different product. He's offering a sort of broy cousin, uh, you know, college dorm room experience. Whereas this guy is doing something a little different. Yeah, I, th I think it. Yeah, you pretty much hit it on the head. You know, he's endlessly inventive. Um, his things move very quickly. There's a lot of cleverness. It's the perfect grist for short attention span empire. Uh, you know, for like, and he was Vine first, which was the precursor to TikTok. I don't get why Vine didn't succeed. It's another thing for another day. I don't get why Vine didn't succeed because TikTok is Vine just with a different skin, same exact form, but whatever. That's neither right. here nor there. Um, yeah, and the other reason why it's popular is because there's no narrative or character. Uh, you know, it's a stunt. The, these digital platforms, the, the instas, especially the ones that the kids go to, you know, and it, like I said, he is producing art or entertainment for people who are 15, 20 years younger than him Some in some cases. I would say somewhere between 11, 12, and 15 to 16. Probably love this shit. That's probably why he has so much. That's the audience on TikTok anyway. They're, they're you know, adolescents to some degree, to teenagers. And this is exactly what somebody that age would want. Um, again, there's nothing narrative. You don't have to follow characters. It is just pure spectacle. You know, you, you, 
not necessarily turn your brain off, but it is just a passing phenomenon that goes in front of you. You've said very well done, hours and hours of work, which to me, I think if you put hours and hours of work into something, your final product is probably mostly going to be good or it's going to be complex. It's going to have layers to it. And it's like, this doesn't have storytelling layers, but it has visual layers. It has a, an, a, a sheen, a glossiness yeah. of, of professionality where um, I see the artifacts. I see where the, the, the you know, Adobe After Effects comes in. I see where he's brushed. He's blurred out the lines from the, um, I'm sure you watched when he was doing wire work. You know, he, he was set, he put yeah. like Coke bottles filled with Mentos. Yeah, it's, like, it's great. It looked great. Yeah, it looked really at good. At one point he put card, yeah. cardboard wings. He almost looked like one of those old 1920s news reels or the 19 teens yeah. where the guy's experimenting with flight and it's like he it was wire work i mean he had a rig put there and you can see that he smushed the you know he did some post work and got rid of the wires and, you know that's that's an easy enough thing to see you know one of the other cool things he did was he did the trump law uh, the trump law uh, ladder on the wall that he was yeah. painting and then it becomes like a, it becomes a real ladder just you know by change of perspective he climbs up the wall on this thing he was painting it was clearly you know that, again that's the fusion of two images that he put together and it's you know very well done gag uh, and it's just it's buster keaton it's harold yeah. lloyd there's a reason why those things worked in the first place um i should also say is like for, for me being the big classic film freak that i am uh cinemaphile and all those things um i th- cinemaphile <laughs> cinephile cinephile C- at, at that I think that C- cinema movie file fan cinnamon file the Harold Lloyd or Buster Keaton thing it's like those are great I can't watch a whole lot of that either because I do think yeah. as clever as it is I think it, it runs out of novelty it's it is a lot like this where it's it's nonverbal storytelling it's just spectacle you're sort yeah. of watching an image on the screen without narrative or character the narrative I mean of course there's narrative to anything you impute narrative on things but you know it's a very light narrative it's just very prima facie you bring up a very interesting point that the comparison to harold lloyd buster keaton i saw a strong comparison to the melias brothers you know some of the earliest uh, film he, pioneers he's, he's actually dropped that name right himself, is, and yeah. and was it george melias or one of those guys one of those other french guys who like literally scorned at the concept of narrative film he said the whole point of film was to basically do magic tricks right and i don't remember if it was him or one of those other lumiere one of those guys sure and, you know, film was an entirely new concept. Like, just watching a video was a thrill, right? Yeah. Train so, entering the station, you know, it was just right, a exactly. Shot. Oh, yeah. my God, how's it not going to run us over, you know? And it's it, it really shows that, like, we've come in some ways full circle. Like, TikTok and social media are still such new concepts that simply watching them is a thrill. I mean, that's why an idiot just lip-syncing something or yelling can get eight zillion views, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's taking it to the next level. So you can really, I mean, maybe, I, I know it's insane to say he's the Beatles of social media. I think more accurately is he is... The George Melier of social media? If not the George Melier, but the, or maybe the Buster Keaton of social media in that these concepts that to some people might seem like there's not enough here years later, like, well, you got to realize it's a new medium and he's he's exploring the new medium and and finding its limits its limitations its novelty you have to consider it a novelty for it to have value for you now i I think there's more to that than that and i still enjoy buster keaton but in ways different than people probably enjoyed it when they were laughing uproariously watching it you know in a movie theater in 1923 or you're inventing the moving image no that's a charitable way to think about it i mean it's it's a level of thinking it's a level 
or a new a new way of thinking about it in a way that's just apart from the videos it's like you're kind of examining the art form itself uh rather than any single video in it i could see that think of a number between one and ten got the number good multiply that number times two if you need your phone calculator right now if you're pulling that out that's totally fine uh if you were a youngster now would you be a zach king fan what do they call zach king fans king King, uh, King subjects, King Fishers, King Zachyaks. I, I don't even know. Zachyaks or Mani Zacks. I don't know what you'd say. I don't know. There are too many people named Zach. Someone else has got to be. Someone else has to be using Zachyak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, would you be a Zachyak? But while you answer, I'm going to look up and see if someone else are, uses the term Zachyaks. Uh, yeah, I think I think in fact I would because there is something about this that overwhelms uh, critical thinking, especially if you're younger. If you fall into the time frame um, and you are preteen, adolescent to teen age, there's something about this that is going to win over everybody, which is why. Uh, Buster Keaton has always been funny. This is why Charlie Chaplin and Harold Lloyd have never gone out of favor. Why those things are... Never, never gone out of favor. Still the biggest stars in Hollywood. Well, there's no detractors who say, we're not looking at that anymore. That's invalid art. These guys are still revered as the founders of a lot of motion picture imaging. You know, like, they, it, it is a class... Uh, uh, you know, as a, as a class of creator, the originators of these things are, are thought of as gods. It is like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, the guy, you know, that's he's, he's the Stan Lee of TikTok. He, he's the Stan Lee of TikTok. He stole other people's work and, and, and took credit for it and <laughs> sold the rights. To, to, to. Are you ready, true believers? Here's a magic trick. <laughs> so, I mean, just simply speaking, someone doing these wacky make-em-ups where you reach the screen to plug in. You're, in a, you're on an iPad on a desk and he's in the iPad, but his hand comes out to plug in the iPad so it charges. Very simple gags, um, dimensional thinking, very well executed. You know, sometimes you can't see the digital artifacts where the edit points are. Sometimes you can. But either way, it moves it moves so quickly. You're on to the next video before you know it. Uh, this is designed for someone like me when I was younger to to look into it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this guy was fascinating. And, uh, you know, I as much as I like these now, and I do... Uh, I'm not crazy about him. I think I would be crazy about him as a kid because I'd be more plugged into that medium. You know, it's a medium that's not entirely comfortable for me, right? Yeah. Like, there's just a barrier to entry because TikTok, et cetera, are new platforms. There would be presumably no barrier entry or less of a barrier of entry for me for those. So therefore, I'd engage him more. I feel like now I could easily ignore him because why the hell am I going to go on TikTok other than research purposes? But I feel like if I were a kid, I would have... I, I got to like something on TikTok. And as I said so far, I got to like something of these... I got to like one of these social media stars. And as I said, he is far and away the best I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. So... And, I, and as much as I appreciate Emma Chamberlain now, I don't think I would be a fan of hers as a kid because I'd be too self-conscious because she's too girly. Although, as I said last week, I'd have a crush on her. So, yeah, I think I'd be way into this dude. Uh, and we'll get to it, but I think I'd be jealous of him too. So some see this glass as half full, some see it as half empty, but I see it as a piece of cake. Noah, do you think this is a sign of the apocalypse? No. By the way, do you hear that rustling? I do. It's Evie exploring weird places in my sister's apartment. I had no doubt. I've, 
Yeah, something something's gonna crash in a minute. Get ready. You're hearing this live, um, everybody. Oh, you're gonna choke yourself. Look at you. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> she's 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 exploring the game closet and walking on a pile of board games. I'm leaving this in. This, this, is, this is gold. This is not gonna end well. You are nuts. You are a <laughs> nut animal. Uh, anyway, so oh, she just opened a door on her own. It's very interesting. Okay, enough. Um, all right. This is the opposite of the apocalypse, but. Thank you. Uh, usually when we say the opposite of the apocalypse, we say because it's really, really good and it's pushing the, the, the conversation forward or the culture forward that. Uh, but this is a little different in that, yes, it's very good. And if social media starts requiring this level of craft and this level of originality, that's good. But as I said, I still don't think he's the ready for primetime kind of guy. And I still don't think he has the star power that I think celebrities should have. But me thinking that everyone has to have star power i realize on a level is a losing battle i realize we are going to get to a point where unpolished people like mr beast and markiplier are going to be taken seriously as professional entertainers right yeah. that is inevitable i'm fighting a losing battle so zach king shows the way forward of that in a positive way like yeah he might be unpolished but he's still putting in effort there's still talent so maybe that's the compromise, right? The thing I can live with. Instead of the nothing people doing nothing winning the Mark Twain Prize, it's the unpolished guy who actually has a lot of talent, has what would formerly be considered great skill for behind-the-scenes contribution. And that's, that's the way forward. These people are going to seem, hey, pal, like your buddy, but they actually will have talent. And that's what I hope we arrive at. Yeah, you know... Not the bo not the boring people with no talent, the boring people with talent. No star power, but talent. I will accept that. That is better than boring people, than no star power, no talent. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No star power, talent is is what I'm hoping for. Because star power and talent, it's just, I think that ship has sailed. You know, the other thing we haven't mentioned is that, uh, I mean, not that it needs to mention, but he is um, on camera. He's wholesome to a fault, you know? I, and... and it was shown instantly that there is this um, boyish energy, very clean cut, very middle class kind of guy. And again, he's got the kids. He doesn't put the kids on camera. Dun, 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 oh, no. His latest video, he's got one okay. of his kids. All right. It's, but it's, yeah. not, it's not the focus of his art. He doesn't really... you, you see them. You see them. Okay, you, you see, see them. Not but... a lot, but you see them. And the wife, too. It's like the wife is knows what she's getting into, but she's not on. It's not It's not like the the, the them show. The, you know, the Holderness family was all about the family. You had to have all the members of the family. Yeah. No, no. The wife is a very minor bit player. Yeah, sure. She's just, she, she pops in and out. But, um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't underestimate that sense of... Uh, you know, the wholesomeness where I think maybe if kids are watching this, uh, obviously not a sign of the apocalypse, but um, part of his appeal might be the fact that he's so uncynical and uncomplicated. Or at least the image he puts forward looks like it's fairly simple. As soon as the camera's off, he's like spouting obscenities. <laughs> what New no, new scandal. Zach King sexually harassed dozens of women. He's just I'm he's sad with that. Cursing a blue streak at the cameraman, calling him a yeah. motherfucker. It's like you get yeah. that fucking Fuck thing it. again. We'll do I'll it live. Your... But even Emma Chamberlain, I think, was giving you the sense that this is the rawness. This is me as a messy uh, person. Uh, you're gonna see tears. You're gonna see you know bedhead. Uh, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm, I'm complaining about things. And it's like he's this kid's the opposite. It's like he's kid. He's thirty. This is the opposite. He's he's showing you somebody who looks like he's in a good mood, you know, and and he's he's ready to play. 
and he never sort of loses the smile. There, there is, and I'm not saying you have to do that for sure, but I can't think of any other time to talk about that. But what other segment I could have brought this up, um, you know? But I, I think that that plus he challenges himself to up his game, you know, and his his stunts and his 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 illusions have certainly gotten more complex from month to month, a year to year is, I guess, an anti-apocalyptic as well. Uh, it's a little bit of a corrective measure. Hey, welcome to King's Coffee Company. Can I take your order? Yeah, give me a vanilla latte. Great, that'll be $5. All right, and you know how to use our app? Yeah. Then go ahead and press down now. Bill, are you jealous of Zach King? Uh, if I was closer to the ground of being a one-man show, making videos, trying to start a channel, get traffic, I could see being terribly resentful. Um, Maybe of his success, but probably more of his acumen, of the fact that he knows the skill, knows how to design these things. It's like uh, Salieri might have been a good piano. Again, that's not the real Salieri. <laughs> it's Salieri in the movie, I'm saying. is a different than the guy in history. It's F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. Being right. jealous of Tom, what was his name? Tom Huddleston? Tom Hulse. Tom Hulse. Yeah. Right. Tom Huddleston is Loki, right? That's different, yeah. Not to yeah, be confused okay. with David Holliston, who played the big the big Lebowski in the name. Yes, the, same the name. big Lebowski. But yes. uh, yeah, I, I could see being terribly resentful of his ability. The fact that he designs these things, pulls them off. That's, I mean, as it is now, uh, I don't know how you get there from here, from me to that guy. Like, what, what does he know and how does his brain work where he's able to invent puzzles and then realize them? Um, I have to assume that that is a sign of his intelligence, not just his ability to make films, but... You know, he, he looks at the world and must be very good at this kind of, you know, uh, cryptography or just thinking in complex ways. He sees around corners. He must he must have a very acuitive mind. Um, right. But if I yeah. was in the same arena as him, yeah, I would just feel like, God damn you, dude. You know, maybe maybe your personality is a little oatmeal. Maybe you just are a friendly bowl of sort of gray oatmeal. <laughs> it felt full of fiber. Right. Healthy, wholesome, but it's like on the other hand, you know, like but what that oatmeal does is something very well. There's there's a mouse trap going on here, like or a perfect mouse trap, and I would just say, oh, I can't compete with that. You know, I just my brain doesn't work in the same way. I don't I don't do anything nearly as well as that guy does the thing that he's the best at. You know. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah. that that might inspire jealousy, but it's it's a little it's a little more remote because I'm not I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to get a little piece of real estate in in, in you know in his world. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think of jealousy of him, like, what is there not to be jealous of? You know, he's a good looking dude. He's got 15 years on me. Um, he's got a cute wife, a beautiful family. He is very smart, very talented, very clever. He's the best at what he does. Piles he's got of money, tons man. of fans. Piles of money. He's probably got piles of them. Here's the question. How does he get money? Does TikTok just pay him? Does YouTube pay him? I, I still don't understand this economy. Part of it is, yeah. Where does this money come from? Part of it is that uh, he gets, well, for instance, a couple of these things I saw. He was sponsored by Ashley Furniture when he was doing right, Optical yes. Illusions. So that's just Which, the, by the way, is very clever. Better than just being sponsored by fucking, you know, 7-Eleven. Yeah. Like, it's good on Ashley Furniture. Yeah. Like, what a great idea. Like, hey, and I'll do some furniture illusions, which he did. Like. Yeah. That that is a nice twist on hey I will hike your company give me money no it's it's furniture it's, it's location mean, it's specific yeah. it's topical topical those things yeah I I have to imagine it's it's just sheer quantity yeah that Instagram um, 
I mean, Instagram, I don't think pays you, but you, it, it's a sign of something. You can, it's a gigantic club you can use to beat people to get money with. And TikTok is probably the same thing. Too. Give me money. Look at all the followers I have on Instagram. Let's put it this way. Much like Emma Chamberlain, he is managed by a company. And we don't know who it is, but it's obviously he's got a team of people who are running the business side. And that is how you get the money. That's the stuff we don't know about because it is, you know, you might also be talking about Farsi to us. And, you know, we speak English. But... Um, that's the the next Arguably. level world is the the biz dev angle of being that kind of guy involves sources of revenue that we can't even fathom for right now and probably quantities we can't even fathom that's 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 weird that's through the looking glass yeah yeah what what's not to be jealous of here so fuck him anyway <laughs> all right uh let me let's go to the felonia scale noah let's go yeah. right to it the felonia uh, scale you know here's the thing we got to change it because I, I owe Jimmy Fallon an apology. He's in this time of crisis for America. He's got a bully pulpit and he's not throwing it away or he's not still clowning around with with the orange goblet. I mean, he's you know, I'm not paying that much attention. But when I see headlines, he's saying the right things like, come on, think about some of the stuff we looked at is Ryan Ryan's world out there saying black lives matters, you know, I mean, I don't think he's the kids not smelling tear gas. I don't think so. Right. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like Jimmy Fallon, he has this pulpit and he's, he could be a whole lot worse. I, will, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin on the name later on. We'll get back okay. to redefining. I mean, he still sucks, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but he doesn't suck as a person. He sucks as an artist. Anyway, where that? does this fall on said scale? Whatever, whatever we're going to call it. This is damn high up, man. This is yeah. very high up. Because the skill and the entertainment value and the understanding of his craft and the understanding of his medium, you know, the, my only problem with this guy is he just is bland. Mm -hmm. But I need to accept that what I consider bland for that kind of persona is well attuned to the time, to the format, to the platform, to the medium, to all of that. So I can't really hold that against it. I mean, I can because it's my fucking podcast. It's about my opinion. But I don't know. I mean, he's high up, man. He's like two metal straws. Okay. He's two, 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 two thirds of a black mirror. You know. Uh, uh, he's he's Emma. He's Emma. You know. He's higher. I said Emma Chamberlain was kind of high up. The best of the YouTuber. Yes. She was the top of the of the social media uh, celebrity scale. He's like. 150% of Emma Chamberlain. How about okay. that? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I have to, at the end of the day, as that tired expression goes, have to rank something by how I like it, not just merely what are the moving pieces, how complex is it. So like I said, I, I wound up walking, walking away not liking this as much as I was impressed by his, his um, skill and his canniness. Um, I, didn't, I didn't love it. And like I said, for the reasons I laid out over the past uh, conversation here, I was looking through the list of topics wondering, well, I, don't, I just don't want to throw this guy up against another uh, uh, internet personality. But then I saw the topic I thought that looked to me like it was similar, and that's the masked singer, which I think, now go with me here, I think it's based on, uh, kind of based on one note, right? The masked singer, the songs didn't really matter. It was this curiosity which kept you, which kept you watching was who's under the mask? What is this about? And there was enough of a thing where the people on the show were talking about who's under the mask. We don't know who it is. Is it is it Lady Gaga? And, you know, th there was a bit of a catharsis when they would take the mask off and you'd see it was Terry Bradshaw or some junkie 
you know, anti-celebrity or something like that. But it, someone you've never heard of, or before. don't care exactly. I yeah. don't care if it's Rebbie Jackson. We don't need to know. Um, <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> it was Latoya. At least Latoya like had a public profile. Yeah, she did. But I, it's at its heart, I kind of thought it was one note, uh, one chord, or like maybe note is not charitable. Maybe I'll say a chord. It was a chord struck over and over again. No matter how different it was, they were small little hits. And I kind of felt like the mass singer. This is better than the mass singer, but it's like that. It occupies that same real estate of uh, the catharsis is watching it happen and watching it get done. But to me, there's not a very deep experience, and it doesn't necessarily proffer repeat engagement. So I I don't think this is great. It's certainly craft heavy. It's certainly intensive. All those things can't take that away. But I just I just didn't love it. So you know, it, it's gonna sit somewhere in the. In the like, what do we call it? The 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 third tiles. They sort of split into thirds. Um, I'd say it's at the top of the second of of this the second third. You know, so it's below the top third of all things that we've we've had on this show. This is one of these topics where the difference in opinion between you and me can be chalked up to the fact that I still have a soul and you don't. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That's true. I should have led off with that. Uh, Right. And and so there are things that I can love and I can praise and I can feel good about. And you can't, you know, you're not shitting all over, but you can't quite get there because, you know, in in the center of your heart is a little small, dusty lump of black coal. Yeah, I can no longer feel. So that really inhibits me from engaging with things to a great degree. Those of you don't know, Bill hates children, hates children. You've I, told me that in those words. I hate being around children. I've softened okay. on the fact you like that, you you like them in the abstract, right? Well, I mean, I I can't do anything about them in the abstract. They're here. Uh, <laughs> there's just very few I want to be around. Uh, there's even a couple that I will uh, give a pass to for sure. But that's there's not very many of them. And if you're listening, yeah. if you're listening to this, yours is not the one. I guarantee you. Believe me. Yours yours is not the one that you like, or yours is not the one that I. I mean, yeah, we'll give a we'll give a pass to. You may think your kid's good, but your kid is pedestrian at best. Oh, you, you have a middle so I, a middling I, child. Yes, yeah. Yes. I still is, remember what George Carlin used to say. He, he's so sick of people saying, "Think about the children. Do it for the children. Fuck the children." <laughs> and and this is the line: Children are like everyone else. A few winners, a whole bunch of losers. Because <laughs> they are everybody else. Well, they are. Well, duh. The younger version. All right, I'm going to bring it home, Noah. If you want to find past episodes of this very program, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps. We make a lot of money based on that. The more reviews, money just comes flying in. So I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, BigQuizThing.com, America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia events. Right now, America's premier provider of virtual trivia events. Still happening, folks. Nothing's changing. Uh, but we're having fun. We're having a lot of fun with Big Quiz Thing virtual events, and you can have fun, too. So inquire today. We're also on all the social medias at Big Quiz Thing. And... Uh, yeah, we're also uh, we're doing a lot of fundraisers these days. We are offering our services, whether it's just to entertain your staff or to raise money for a good cause. Uh, you know, services that are really fighting for what's important today. 
whether that's to get sane politicians elected or to fight for racial justice, LGBTQ rights, the things that I care about, because damn it, it's my company, and the things I believe we should all care about. Uh, we are offering those to uh, offering our services to select organizations fighting those battles uh, at no charge. So please inquire, bigquisting.com. Let us know how we can help you help us all. So until such a time as our editing seams are all visible to the naked eye, we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.